Welcome back to Bravo Breaking News with Kim and Lisa. On this week's Vanderpump Rules, we got the return of the woman with a mustache. But it seems like the only people welcoming him home are the ones on his payroll. I've got so many thoughts, especially about Tom's assistant and Lala going against Ariana once again and James expecting an apology from Tom. Yeah, did Sandoval really commit the ultimate betrayal against James, or does he have a point about James's past with Kristen? We're going to get into it all, but before we do, you guys know what to do. Make sure you guys hit subscribe so you don't miss any more Bravo Breaking News. Okay, so we open in Tom and Ariana's house. Tom is back from New Zealand, and he is, you know, kind of in the kitchen with his assistant, Anne, telling her, you know, Kind of wanted to punish himself. That's why he went away for this show. I can't even think of the name of it right now. And he says, you know, and tomorrow's my birthday. And starts talking about how he wants to have a birthday party at the house. And immediately Anne knows this is going to be awkward, right? She knows that Ariana's not going to like this. And she's going to be the one to have to tell her. So she says, I think she might be busy. And Tom says, well, I could put her up in a hotel room. Can you ask her if that would be okay? Spoiler alert, it wasn't okay. It wasn't okay. But even before the hotel room, you're like, you can tell Ariana she's invited. It's like, what? Are you kidding me, Tom? Like, obviously, she's not coming, even if it's happening in her own home. But that was so funny. I loved how during the reunion, you know, Andy was like, we have to do the restraining order do-si-do. It's like the Tom and Ariana do-si-do. It's like one person leaves the room, the other enters the room. So Tom leaves, Ariana arrives, and poor Anne, I need to give Anne a lot of credit because she is delivering these messages between these two people who absolutely hate each other. And it's really hard to not shoot the messenger in this situation because Ariana's like, excuse me, what? There will not be a party happening in my house. I will call the cops for a noise complaint. And she is like kind of being bitchy to Anne, but Anne is just taking it like with nothing, you know, off her back. She's like, okay, okay, haha, no problem. I get it. Like she is doing the Lord's work. Honestly, this girl must have the worst job in all of Hollywood. I mean, I know that celebrities can be rough. They can be mean. They can be needy. But are all of them as narcissistic and like manipulative as Tom? Because I don't know. This has to be rough for Anne. Whatever she's getting, she deserves a raise. Although I think now she's not working for him anymore, but she deserved a raise in that moment. And yeah, it was just super awkward for her. Okay, thank you. You know, Ariana says, I'll just keep existing in my house like I always do. Okay, great. Sounds good. Have fun. You look pretty. (laughs) I just, that poor girl. That poor girl. Yes, she deserves a raise. She deserves everything for putting up with Tom. Yes, she doesn't work for him anymore. But how long did she work for him? At least a year, if not more. How she held on to that job for that long is beyond me. Beyond. Okay, so why don't we hop over to James and Allie. They're, you know, walking along in Burbank in their matching aloe sets and conveniently talking about, you know, I really want to get a dog. Okay, so we know that this is when Graham is about to enter the picture. And I would not be surprised at all if they went back and filmed this after they got Graham back. And they said, okay, we need kind of a segue to this because it just felt very produced to me. 
But, you know, Allie says, I don't know if I'm ready yet. And they kind of show James talking to Lisa about where's Graham, who's taking care of Graham. Okay, so we're obviously setting this up. He does talk shit about Arizona, which, James, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to stop you there because that's where I live. And it's not just all cactus and tumbleweeds, I promise you. That was so funny. Justice for Arizona, Lisa. But yeah, no, you make a good point. This scene had to have been filmed afterwards because how did they know what was going to happen with Graham unless it was already starting to to go that way? You know, like I think yeah. at this well, at this point, Rachel is already in the facility, right? And had Graham attacked her mom at this point, I don't know. Had he been given to a shelter, I don't know. But this was definitely, I feel like, filmed after the fact to kind of definitely give them a segue. I thought it was very, very convenient. That being said, I'm so glad Graham Cracker is back in their life, a.k.a. Hippie. Um, And I'm interested to see this story play out more. But another interesting scene that we have to discuss is Lala and Ariana. So last episode left off with this major bombshell that Lala told Ariana that she reached out to Rachel slash Raquel. I don't know what we're calling her at this point, but Ariana seemed okay with that. And they're having smoothies together, so they still seem to be on good terms. But Ariana is kind of complaining to her about the house, how Tom wants to throw a party, da-da-da-da-da. Lala's basically like, why can't he throw a party? And she's kind of like going at Ariana, like everything that Ariana says, she's like, well, why don't you just sell the house to him? Why can't he throw a party? That sounds fair. It kind of seems like once again, Lala is, she reached out to Rachel. Now she's kind of taking Sandoval's side. And Ariana is basically like, look, I, you know, I compromised. He can have 12 people over. They can be out by midnight, whatever. But the house thing, I am not budging. You know, Tom's the one that fucked up. I'm not going to give him what he wants at the end of the day. And I want to hear your thoughts on this, Lisa, because there's a lot of back and forth about the house. Like, should Ariana just sell the house back to Tom so she can move on with her life? Or is she right in standing her ground? Okay, so a couple things here. I understand where Ariana's coming from. However, I think at this point it's gone too far and too long. And I think she just needs to get out. Whether she moves and just doesn't live there, but like is still an owner until they sort out that stuff. That's fine. But I feel like for them to coexist in the same space together still is just toxic. She is, you know, she's had a lot of opportunities come her way this year. And so I feel like she could go and rent an apartment or something, you know, like I I want to say that she'd be able to do that. But I understand how she why she doesn't want to just give in to what he wants and his demands. And she wants to be, you know, compensated fairly. I think that's totally fair. Now, this scene with Paula totally struck the same chord with me because I was thinking, whoa, Lala's kind of, you know, not having her back on this. And I thought that was very interesting. Now, I'm not saying I don't like the type of friendships where if you're feeling a certain way or thinking a certain thing, you can't say it. And so I appreciated in that sense where she kind of checked Ariana a little bit and said, well, you know, if they're up by midnight, like, what's the big deal? Like, maybe kind of give a little to get a little kind of thing. Like, you don't always have to make it a war zone. But yeah, I felt the same way when Lala said, well, he should be able to throw a party. It's his house, too. I thought, okay. So... I mean, it didn't seem to bother Ariana too much, but I don't know. I'm curious if this will kind of, you know, 
keeps spiraling into something bigger. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If I were Ariana, last episode would have been strike one. This episode right. would have been strike two. Um, and I don't know what what is going to be strike three. I don't know. But I think it's coming because this is a pattern with Lala. She's definitely, you know, leaning more towards these people's side than Ariana. So I don't know. We'll see about the Ariana house front. I don't know if you watched the Vanderpump Rules after show on Peacock, but I caught that today. Guys, if you aren't watching the after show, you have to watch the after show because there are a lot of details that are divulged in the after show. And Ariana was basically saying, you know, it's a financial issue with her. Like she was talking about how if she were to move out, she has like a 50 pound dog and a cat. And like with all of that, like she wouldn't be able to like afford an apartment. And I was like, I'm sorry. I love Ariana, but her excuse of having animals and not being able to afford an apartment. I know a lot of people that are a lot worse off than Ariana that can afford to live with pets in Los Angeles. Now, I'm not saying it's not expensive. It's very expensive to live in Los Angeles, but everybody else on the show does it. So I don't know why it's like a financial thing. I think it's just more her you know, holding on to what she feels is right. I mean, presumably she would have to pay for two places, right? So I think that's probably where she's coming from. Like she would still have to continue paying for the house if she were still owning it. And then also an apartment on top of that. But it's like at this point, sometimes it's worth it to throw money at the problem and get out of there while you sort out, you know, the wholesale and everything like that. But yeah, having a dog and cat, like it's definitely doable. So I don't know. Yeah, it's doable. Okay, so we get kind of a sad, but ends up being happy scene at where it's their last night open as a restaurant. I was super sad to see Pump being closed. You know, they claim that the rent just went up astronomically and like it wouldn't have been able to it wouldn't have been profitable anymore. So Lisa and Ken decided to close it. They kind of want to go out with a bang. They have a big party. Everyone's there. Tom Schwartz is behind the bar where, you know, that's kind of how he started out on this show. I remember when they, Katie said, like, they were opening Pump and Katie said, my boyfriend Tom is a bartender. Like, you should interview him. You should hire him for Pump. This was when Katie worked at Sir. And, you know, they hired Tom and he was just terrible (laughs) being a bartender and had like a panic attack mid-shift. And we even got a flashback of that. But, you know, that's kind of how he was brought in. And there's just been so much that's happened there. Then Schwartz kind of comes and sits down at the table. All the girls immediately exit. You know, it's they just don't want to talk to him, really. They don't want to engage with him. And so he starts talking to Lisa and Lisa starts saying, oh, you know, you can't blame Sandoval for all of the bar's problem. And I'm like, Lisa, what are you talking about? The bar, Schwartz and Sandy's is getting all of this backlash because Tom Sandoval became the most hated man in America. Like the two are directly correlated. So I don't know what she's going on about. I know she's always been sort of a defender of Sandoval, but I think sometimes she takes it a little too far. I totally agree. So to talk about Pump, I'm very sad about the closing of Pump. 
I'm sure you remember, but we celebrated my birthday there like eight or nine yes. months ago together. It was such a fun night. James was DJing. We could not yeah. have given less of a shit because he was barely on the show. We were like, oh, we don't care about James. He was like dating Kristen at the time. Little did we know he would become the star he is today. But our number one guy in the group. The number one guy. But RIP pump, we will miss you. But yeah, Lisa, get off of the Sandoval train. You were on the wrong side of history. I don't know why we need like Sandoval apologists in the group. Like it's like Lala is going to become one. Is James going to become one eventually? Maybe. Lisa's now one. Like we don't we don't need this. We don't need this. Sandoval just let himself let him dig himself deeper and deeper. And at the end of the day, he is to blame for the bar's problems. You know, that is what every celebrity brand does. It's attached to the celebrity who is the face of it. And if that celebrity fucks up, the brand therefore is in trouble. And Shorts and Sandys is no different. So yes, he is to blame here. So we actually get Tom and Tom together for the first time this season. And, you know, Schwartz kind of confronts Sandoval about some of this stuff at the Belmont. Yeah, that was an interesting scene. So this is the first time we are hearing Tom kind of open up about Raquel slash Rachel. I'm going to call her Raquel because that's what everybody's calling her in the show right now. But, you know, he basically says it's like a romantic comedy because Tom's like, well, you know, I'm not drinking because Raquel's in the facility and she can't drink and I'm going to wait for her to get out. And it's like he's still like holding hope that there is going to be a relationship between them. You know, earlier in the episode, he says he's still in love with her. But I just have to wonder, like, did he see what she said at the reunion? She basically divulged all of the secrets that he told her to keep and blamed him for being the one to like manipulate and be the mastermind behind this whole affair. And after that, they're still okay. He just like forgave her. Like, I don't know. I can't, I'll never forget the bombshell that she dropped on us, you know, at the end of the reunion. And I guess he's just forgiven her for that and is like hoping they'll move on. I didn't think about that, but I mean, maybe he was kind of giving her a pass, you know, and maybe he did some inner work and realized, you know, it was wrong of me to ask her to keep those secrets and he wanted to let that go and and see if they could move forward. But yeah, that's a good point. He also, so Schwartz kind of tells him, you know, you're off touring, living your rock star life. Or he said that on Jackson and Brittany's podcast and Sandoval was not too pleased to hear that. He says, you guys don't realize if I don't tour, I'm not going to make money and I have to pay the bills. He makes this claim that Ariana hasn't paid for anything in eight months. This was so weird to me, like hasn't paid for the mortgage or any of the utilities. But it's like, well, the breakup only happened three months ago. So why are you saying eight months? I I don't understand what's going on here. Any insights? Yeah. This was also covered on the after show because Ariana is basically demanding the receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, fucking everything because she doesn't trust Tom in the least, as she shouldn't. You cannot trust a narcissist after what he's done. So when he gives her, you owe me this amount of money, she's like, no, no, no. I want an itemized list of everything. I want spectrum. I want mortgage. I want this. I want that. I want the receipts of everything that I owe you, not just one lump sum. And he's like complaining. He's like, what do I need to do? Get an accountant? I don't know how much you know this is versus that versus that. It's like, Tom, 
This is just basic math. It's not that hard. It's just bills. That's all she's requesting, and he's not giving it to her. Therefore, she's not paying it. Okay, but at the same time, these are fixed costs. Like, your mortgage is the same every month, right? So she should know. She's probably been paying it for the last couple of years. And then same with, like, the utilities and stuff. You know how much Wi-Fi is every month. So just pull a bill from, you know, wherever longer. I'm assuming they've been splitting these costs over the years. Maybe they haven't been, but like it's not that hard to pull a receipt. But also Ariana should know like how much these things cost because she probably has paid for them in the past. So I don't I I feel like they're both just messing around here. I see both sides. I see both sides. So they kind of end this conversation by, you know, Sandoval just kind of flat out asking short. So are you with me or what? you know, can I count on you to have my back? And Schwartz doesn't really give him an answer. He says, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta think about it and I gotta do what's best for me. I think Tom Sandoval is very much feeling that he does not, he's kind of on an island by himself right now. And it's apparent that he doesn't really have anyone to film with. So he's like, Schwartzy, can we be friends again? Yeah. And that is very apparent at Tom's party. Um, But before we get there, I just want to talk about this little scene with the cutest baby in the world, Summer Moon, and Brock and Sheena. Sheena's kind of, you know, talking about her postpartum OCD, which I want to get your thoughts on as a mom. But we get introduced to Tori, and I'm like, okay, who's Tori? Then she walks in, and I'm like, that's Tori, the one that's going to be making out with Schwartz and Katie this season in a throuple with the divorced couple. And I did not see this way to be introduced to Tori by being Summer Moon's babysitter. I did not know this was going to be her entry into the group, therefore the beginning of the throuple. Are you certain that's her? One thousand percent. Oh, my God. Okay, so she gets brought on as a babysitter and then ends up being in a throuple with Schwartz and Katie. Correct. This group is so beyond incestuous. I don't get it. Yes, beyond. Like, they, and this is taking it a little too far. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. I want to know how old she is because Sheena kept referencing. I've known her since she was 16. And then she did look very young. I'm guessing she's in her 20s. But okay. Yeah. I thought this scene was was definitely... I feel like there were a lot of emotions going around. Brock is clearly frustrated at, you know at what Sheena's going through, but also wants to empathize. But he feels like he probably is a little bit tired of empathizing at this point. You know, Sheena gets triggered because she feels like he's not supporting her. The mom steps in, Tori steps in. It's a little bit, you know, I think it's a lot for to be filmed talking about those kinds of emotions. And when she was talking about it, like how, you know, she wants to be able to be alone with her daughter and like not think about bad things happening. It's like, yeah, I mean, that is real. That's very real. I That happens to me all the time, like these very scary negative thoughts. Like, And I think part of it is just being a parent. Like, you're going to have that to some extent. Granted, I know she's been diagnosed with OCD and that's, you know, pro- so it's probably on another level than what is quote unquote normal. But I really felt for her. And, you know, I hope that taking these little baby steps will will get her to kind of realize that she is allowed to 
live her life still without having to like constantly have her child with her at all times. I agree. I agree. This was tough to watch. But let's get to the end of the episode, which had me cackling Tom's party. Okay, so Tom invites James, right? And James says, you know, I'll come by for an hour. So him and Allie get all dressed up. Allie decides I'm not going in. I don't have a relationship with Sandoval now. And I don't really want to. I don't have any interest in forging one. You know, I'm team Ariana. And he, James says, you know, I expect an apology from Tom. And it's like, James, I don't know if you're expecting too much. I think he might be. But they walk in and it's literally, it's all of Tom's bandmates and like his tech crew and his manager and AKA like the people that he pays, you know, Kyle Chan, his jeweler. And that's just, it's kind of sad. Of course, Billy Lee is there. I don't think she's on the payroll. But other than that, most of them were. And Schwartz showed up with eyeliner on one eye. I was confused. Is he going to emo night later? Like, and just gave up mid makeup session? I don't understand what's going on. I think he might have been headed to emo night later because he is kind of straddling the groups at this point and trying to make up with with Ariana too. So I don't know, but that good observation there. But literally you see this like sea of people in Tom and Ariana's house, most of which I've never seen before in my life. And of course, James Kennedy, leave it to James to say what we are all are thinking. Like, who the fuck Who are you people? People like walking in, like excuse, like don't recognize a single soul other than Billy Lee and Kyle Chan. But I don't know. Like obviously, just like last episode, we were theorizing that production set up Lala to reach out to Rachel. I think production set this up with James because he did not want to be there. He was like, "I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be out." I, I barely want to show up, but they obviously kind of encouraged him to go. Some random dude walks up and tries to talk to him. It's like some server from Tom Tom. He's like, I'm here to talk to Tom. He's like, who the fuck is this guy? He's like, he doesn't even want to engage in a conversation with anybody, which is kind of me at a party. You know, like I'm not very much into small talk. I'm there to, you know, say hi to the host, have a drink and then probably get the hell out of there. But he goes and sits with Tom. And this is where things don't go very well, because I agree with you. I'm not sure what James is expecting, because I don't think Tom has even apologized to Ariana at this point. I mean, he's he doesn't apologize. He makes excuses for things. And that's exactly what he does in this moment, because James is basically like, you never texted me after Scandaval. You know, we were very close up until three days before. You know, are you sorry for betraying me? This was the ultimate betrayal. And of course, what we get from Tom is just what we're expecting. Yeah. But I also don't know if it was the ultimate betrayal for James, you know, like ultimate betrayal for Ariana. Sure. But not to James. The betrayal. (laughs) Yeah. So I think this kind of sets Sandoval off a little bit. And he says, if we're going to talk about ultimate betrayal, let's go back to when we first met, dude. We... You know, you were hooking up with Kristen in my bed, and that's how, you know, you kind of came into the group. So, and James immediately just, nope, I'm not going there. That was 10 years ago. Doesn't matter. You know, I'm out of here. This is childish. And I kind of thought, well, 
Sandoval does have kind of a point here. Like, sure, he hooked, he was hooking up with James's ex fiance, but they, not while they were together, they were definitely broken up. So I'm not quite sure how that's the ultimate betrayal to James. And it, I do kind of think it's relevant that James had hooked up with Kristen while him and Kristen were, you know, maybe, maybe not together or in a gray area. What, where was your take on this? Okay, so I'm going to stand with James Kennedy here because I don't think that Tom and James were friends 10 years ago when this happened. Tom and James were friends when Raquel was in the picture. So that's one difference. The other difference is what a lot of people made about Ariana and Kristen with Sandoval, too, is that 10 years ago, these were children. These were children that were expected to make mistakes. They were in their early 20s. They were, you know, doing whatever they wanted when they wanted, not giving a shit about the repercussions. Now they're adults. They should know better. They shouldn't be making the same mistakes that they made 10 years ago. So I think that what happened 10 years ago, while maybe it's okay to be brought up, it should be said and done. Tom and James obviously have made up since then. They became close friends during that time. So now Tom is going to go and use it against him now that Tom's mm-hmm. fucked up. Like, I don't think that that's the right move, Tom. No, I definitely don't think it's the right move. And I don't want I don't want you guys to think I'm defending Sandoval. OK, don't come for me. I'm not. I'm just saying part of me was thinking and he kind of has a point. There was a point there. And he also made a point by, you know, peeing on Tom's bush at the end of the night, which I thought was the perfect way, you know, to end the party. And then we have Allie going, but it's Ariana's bush, too. And Allie, I mean, you know, she was kind of like, you know, one of the queens that rose last season. I have a feeling she's going to do it again this season. I do, too. So that was that was only episode two. We are just getting into things and I'm already loving it. Of course, it's not going to be as crazy and scandalous as it was last season. But, you know, I'm here for seeing how it's all getting put back together and we will be here every week recapping so make sure you tune in make sure you subscribe follow bravo breaking news on instagram i am at lisa not rinna on instagram and thanks for watching we'll see you guys next time